We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Afternoon and uh, welcome. It's Tuesday, Lori and the Julia Show. My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Thank you for joining us. Lori is back from the Emerald City. Did uh-huh. I get that right? Yes, you did, Donnie. It is the, the Emerald, Emerald City. City. Why is it that? Seattle is always called the Emerald City because it's so green because of the rain. There we go. Oh, oh yeah, but it was like 60, 65 and sunny, and you know that weather's coming our way. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, by Friday we should be. Yeah, yeah it's coming. It's yes. coming from the West Coast. Okay. It was going to start Only raining you. today. I know. It gets to leave town <laughs> when it snows here yeah. in the middle. Of it. Did it snow? Yeah. Uh, snow showers on Saturday. Yeah. yeah. And flakes on Sunday. Yeah. yeah. No, we were just having lovely fall weather in the Emerald City, and it really does look pretty. It's I always such go a this time city. of year because yeah. it's my mom's birthday, but it's so pretty because it's still green, and then you have all the vibrant. You know, colors are yeah. really turning. Lovely. And then we went, you know, to a pumpkin patch, and we went and saw Judy. Okay, give us your review. Donnie saw it yesterday. I'm the one that didn't go out of the three of us. Okay, so I went with my mom mm-hmm. and my brother's husband, and yes. then my sister split off and went to go see Joker by herself because she wasn't interested in seeing Judy. Are you kidding me? And the What a th- choice. I know. The three <laughs> of us uh, absolutely... Loved it. Renee Zellweger is, I mean, she is Judy Garland. Mm-hmm. And there's like such a sweet vulnerability of like when she says, you know, I'm, I'm Dorothy Gale. I, I, I can't be poor, but yet she had no money. Right. It was really, I, I didn't like, and I had to look it up afterwards. Some I was Googling like crazy some of the. Some of the th- things that we learn when Judy Garland, because it's basically she's performing in London at this Talk of the Town yeah. nightclub, which looked like a fun place to go back in the Huge, day. Huge, it was four levels. Yeah, like yeah. a Vegas showroom. Yeah. Anyway, it was, she was. I'm going to go see it. She I gave can't wait. it such, like, you really felt. Her passion? But you really felt like, I mean. I know, Donnie, what you're saying about like part of the story. They're they're doing flashbacks to this young Judy Garland, who really looked like a young Elizabeth Taylor. She did. I mean, that is so true. So true. Yeah. And they were on the MGM lot at you know they had some crossover uh-huh. there, but um, to show like kind of what how Judy was treated by Louis B. Mayer and her mother and the minder and she could never eat and always taking speed. I mean, they did show that and then it would be present day, but I kind of, I guess as a, as, as the three of us really felt like, like that gave us an understanding of the fragile woman that she was. Because sure, they she, needed it. 
To build the story, Kenna? Yeah, I yeah. mean, I just to explain where she was. Right. So I, I didn't mind it. I mean, yeah, maybe it could have, like, I guess in the filmmaking sense, it could have been. Uh, but we got what it said, and none of us had tissues. Oh, do you need to bring them? Do you ever? Okay. Good I mean, to know. I mean, I don't know. I that Somewhere Over the Rainbow is a song that gets me choked up anyway. Yes. You know, when you right. hear different people cover yes, it, it's I love so it. beautiful. It's, the haunting note. And anyway, we're all just, my brother gave us massive crap because, of course, we all told him the same thing. We loved it. And we all cried at the end. Yeah. <laughs> did he love it? He did not go. He oh, did no. not go. He, yeah, he's he's funny on that one. But anyway, he just kept mim- mimicking us all weekend. We loved Judy and we all cried at the end. <laughs> so, but. Oh, my gosh. She is definitely. Um, just amazing, Renee. And, you know, the fact that she did her own singing and wow. Yeah, I'm really okay. I think both of you have just really loved that performance. Yeah, I mean, loved it too. He did. Yeah. Did you have problems? She's a force of nature. Yeah. My my only minor criticism, as I voiced yesterday, was I thought that some of the movie around her was... Mm. And I, I could have done without the two guys who met her at the backstage door. That whole thing. I love that. Care All right, I'm going to be the decisive, yeah. the third. I didn't think person it added anything to, to the story. Oh, when he stood up and was, you know, crying and after I playing the piano, yeah. and yeah. she looked around and saw they'd been Judy Garland yeah. fans forever. And I know, Donnie, I thought that was well, like okay. one of the just sweet. Disagree. I know, but it's that's like, totally made up, though. That never happened. I, I know. I figured okay. that out, but it was <laughs> a really, it was a really sweet thing, I you know, know because fine. of course the legend is. I don't know that it's true, but the stone while riots happened around Judy Garland's funeral. And, you know, um, I just thought that gave the story some poignancy as far as, you know, what she's meant the impact to the gay. In people's life in the gay community. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, gosh. Anyway, it was yummy. Fun. It was right. yummy. Well, I um, literally binge watched Stay or Sell. I got up at five this morning. Oh, my. Julia, and wow. you're like me. I was up at four. Seattle yeah. time. So I've been up forever. I and, just I just got up. Yeah. You know what? Did it rain last night? Oh, yes. Didn't it feel like... I, I think Warm. it felt like someone was pouring a buckets and buckets of water on my house because it was such a downpour. Oh, yeah. Wow. We're having kind of weird weather. Yeah. So you're watching HGV because I was watching it on the plane yelling at the beach house listing. Oh, no. That I, show. I was watching Stay or Sell, the oh. Minneapolis couple, Brad yes. and Heather Fox. Oh, the St. Louis Park couple. I loved it. I loved show. it. Donnie's trying to get them on our show. They, they're, you know... They had eight episodes, I think, last night was the last one. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's it's so fun, first of all, to see Minnesota portrayed. And boy, yeah. last year was a cold, gray winter. So they had to fight with that, you know, in the filming. And the premise of this one is, is kind of similar to Love It or List It, but it's Stay Yourself. Yeah, but it's more you love your neighborhood and the people in it. But so, how do you grow in that neighborhood? Got it. But if it's too small, they give you options right around the corner kind of thing. Yeah. But they're... Um, Design, I mean, one house they just had to completely gut. Yeah. I mean, some of the things, but she's so cute. They're so cute together. They are. I think that show had traction with HGTV. So if you haven't watched it, you guys stay or sell. And it's fun seeing Minnesota, I have to admit, and learning about all these great artists 
who do all these different types of things from the painted wallpaper ladies to the concrete maker mantles mant, the mant- and, yeah it's kind of it fun is. to see all these great places in many pretty much minneapolis based but yeah. it was really i really liked it so i have to I give say it a big thumbs up i did watch some hgtv out in seattle it's uh it's my, my brother's a fan and my mom is a fan and and then i ended up watching the beach one where people are in buying a beach, beach house and um there's one I wanted to watch because my aunt and uncle moved to Whidbey Island. Yes, okay. And uh, so it was a Whidbey Island episode. Oh, really? It looked so damn cold. <laughs> when and, they filmed it? Oh, yeah. And then the, this one house that was built on like a platform was right by the um, naval base that's on the island. They have all these military jets that take off and go and go and go. And the realtor says to the guy, I kind of love the sound of military jets. <laughs> <laughs> have a, have a yeah. huge yeah. <laughs> We've been at stadiums when an F-16 comes over, or whatever they are. They're so loud. I've lived on Air Force bases, active <gasps> Air Force bases. and when the I mean, they are horrifically loud. That, Needless to say, I'm like saying in my mind, because I'm on the plane, don't buy this house right by the military Lord, base. you watch mm-hmm. this on the plane? I watched it on the plane. I couldn't fall asleep. I'm impressed. Okay, now wait a minute. Do, you, do your aunt and uncle like living on that island with the noise? Uh, you know what? Here's always Oops. here's always the problem with living on an island. It's you're on a, an island. You're on an island, and it's expensive. Yep. So everything is like just like when you go to Hawaii. It's triple yep. the price or quadruple the price because everything is getting. And then freighted the time over. zone is eight hours difference. Well, that yeah. for Hawaii, but anyway, so they make a lot of trips. You know into town, as they call it, going off the island, taking the ferry, getting in their car, going to stores where they can buy, and because it's just so expensive. Oh, so they okay. forgot about that. They forgot about, yeah. They forgot that. Details. That's yeah. all I, island places are like Yes, that. of course. Yeah. So. Oh, my God. Anyway. Right, okay. So we have tickets to give away. Let me just say okay, this what first. Do we have? We're giving away all week a pair of tickets to Steel Magnolias. It's going to be at the Guthrie. Um, the run is October 14th through, it says just the, the 18th, but I'm sure this is wrong. It's October thir- 14th through November something, but we have tickets for the October 31st show, Halloween night. Nice. Yes. And so I see this. I, we're going to. Okay. We haven't scheduled it yet, but we are. Yeah, um, we've got a couple of the uh, actors will be joining us. Do we? Yes. Hopefully we see it yeah. before then. Yeah. Right. Um, and this is going to be... Um, Guess the celebrity voice. Yesterday's voice, Danny. Yes. Was a guy. Yes, it was Robert Downey Jr. Yes. And I thought it was um, John Stewart. Yeah. But the first caller got it. Yeah, that yeah. was it. And we've had a, we had a really hard one on Friday. So we'll be doing that later. All right. Listen, when we come back, it's our story we can't get enough of. Hey everybody, thanks for hanging out with us on this Tuesday. Can I make a correction? Yes, please. I gave the wrong dates for when Steel Magnolia is playing at the Guthrie. It's October 26th through November 15th. Okay. We're giving away the tickets this week, so I had it all messed up. So, anyhow. That that eyeball Lexia. Yeah, (laughs) it's joining the ear, the body, the foot. I know. Okay, so what we were watching when we went to see Judy, one of the many trailers that we saw, because there were like six, was a big full trailer for Maleficent. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, there was a great story in USA Today. 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 And then uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, 
who, of course, is playing um, Queen Ingrith, which is the okay. rival to Queen to Maleficent. Okay. She's on uh, GMA this morning. So here she is, Michelle Pfeiffer, talking about her role. And uh, you play a villainous queen. I do. Um, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I'm just, do you like playing was, good or evil? Um, well, you, you like to shake it up a bit. So, um, but I would say, if I had to make a generalization, it's probably more fun to play evil. What tells more about your character, though? I play Ingrid. She is a queen of Ulsted, and um, she is somewhat damaged, um, and uh, and proves to be a worthy adversary of Maleficent. And we come face to face. And I am also the future uh, mother-in-law of Aurora. How about, oh. that? How about that? A Maleficent. He, yes. I always say I'm a Maleficent. <laughs> I, oh, don't go into Barcelona. <laughs> but you, did you notice how I, she said she a said Maleficent? Maleficent? It's a tough one. It is. Okay, so here she talks about, tells Michael Strain about the first time. She and Angelina maybe have seen each other at industry events, but they've never been in a movie. Sure. Yet. Okay. You said the first time you saw Angelina Jolie mm-hmm. on set, yeah. it took your breath it away. It did. You show up, it's a long process getting hair and makeup and getting ready for these types of films. There's prosthetics and there's wigs and there's all kinds of things. And so you show up for rehearsal in the morning and everybody's sort of half done. And so I hadn't really seen her fully in all of her glory. And and it was the, the scene where my character actually sees her for the first time. And the doors open and there she is. And it's stunning. And I just thought, imagine this walking into your dining room. <laughs> I mean, so I didn't really have to act much. And the first time they meet, M- Maleficent, Maleficent, sorry, <laughs> oh, Maleficent. Yeah. Okay, the first time they meet, what she was talking about, uh, Maleficent always, it, a high collar has always been a trademark. Even if you look at the original Disney, she always has this yes. high, yeah, yeah. high collar right, on. Right. And she had this bird boned collar that's tipped in gold, worn over a black silk gown, which was next level because the queen, Ingrid, that Michelle Pfeiffer is yes. playing, she is wearing this bodice that is completely covered in diamonds and jewels. Lovely. Okay, so and each of them are trying to powerful mm-hmm. and intimidate each other. Yeah. And in USA Today, they had a story about how Angelina, one of the things, even before she showed up to reprise her role, that the director... He told her, I want to change your iconic red lip uh, to be a less shiny red. And Why? She, be, who knows? He learned that Angelina was equally passionate about the red lip of Maleficent. Uh-huh. As- we took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Part of the character. Yes. So they, they, she said, believe me, the director said, there were hours and hours discussing her lips. Oh, for crying out loud. And they went back and forth, and then they finally agreed, if you want to know what she's wearing, it's No Shine Mac Matte Russian Red is what she's wearing. No Shine Mac Matte Russian Red. That's right. So he said it was just Angeline and I battled it out all the way down to the red because it's part, just like the the sculpted cheekbones. Right, it's part of her character. Yeah. Anyway, and then the other thing was uh, that I guess when like when they're the flying around in the air mm-hmm. scenes that the horns kept getting tangled. I love it. Yeah. I love that. So anyway, and, and then of course the news came out about um Zoe Kravitz. Yeah, Zoe Kravitz has been cat cast as Catwoman in the Batman with uh Bat Sparkles, Robert Pattinson. Mm-hmm. So of course Michelle Pfeiffer, a famous Catwoman. The first. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, after four decades in Hollywood, you said a catwoman is your favorite role. But, you know, um, um, Zoe Kravitz is going to take over that I role know, now. I know, I just, just found that, that out. I'm so excited. You have any advice for her? Make sure uh, whilst designing the costume, they consider how you're going to go to the bathroom. That's a great, great piece of advice it's right there. It's an important one. And she did talk about that because she had like the painted on cat. Right. Was she the first cat woman on the big screen? She was. Michelle Pfeiffer? So. Yeah, with um, the guy with the blue eyes. Oh, gosh. Christian Bale? No, the guy no. that dated Courtney Cox. Oh, Michael Keaton. Yeah, he was the yeah. first Batman. Yeah. yeah, on the big screen. On the big screen. So, um, anyway, because she did talk about that. That There was there no was gusset. That, there was no way no to go to the bathroom. No gusset to go to the bathroom. And it was like this latex cat suit with whip stitching. It was quite something. And I think Zoe Kravitz, I like this a lot. She's going to bring big kitty energy to Catwoman. Oh, she's fantastic. Because one of the things I think that always like works in a Batman is having that Catwoman and having that feminine energy. Because this Batman, apparently, he's going to be... Bruce Wayne is going to be gonna fighting be crime. On. It's early on. Yeah, but he's going to be fighting crime. That's what he always does. Oh, does oh okay. my gosh. All right, Donnie? Well, wait I know. Okay. Donnie? Well, wait a minute. Well, please. I so, know. He's no, always fighting no, crime. Well, Bruce Wayne doesn't fight crime. Uh, right. He's the rich guy. Right. Well, that's who Batman, Batman turned into. I know. Into. That's yeah. why I thought maybe they were changing the story. No, no. Oh, I'm no. just being silly. She wouldn't let me finish it's because Batman it's Master Detective. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, my gosh. But seriously, <laughs> I know. this that's is going to be a does. different one. He's going to fight crime. He's going to be a big villain. But <laughs> no, I like Catwoman in it. I like the energy of having the Catwoman. Sorry. Honest, be- <laughs> these movies are not made for me. Uh, no, but no. I am very excited for Zoe Kravitz because I do think she will bring big kitty energy. energy. She's going to be amazing. I love how you've wrapped that all up. <laughs> they may change the plot line, but we're not sure. <laughs> he might be a hairdresser, Bruce Wayne. We don't know what he's going to be, but there's a cat energy. Kitty, kitty. Big kitty energy. Big kitty energy. Big kitty energy. Oh all right, listen, when we come oh, back. Larry. Oh, my gosh. 
Thank you, Julia. <laughs> we got to talk about a very notable obituary. The Let's take a look at this forecast. What do we have for you uh, tonight? Just a chance of uh, some rain before 8 o'clock. 39 will be the low, giving way to a cloudy and 47-degree high for your Wednesday right now. Clouds at 52 at my talk. I do love that song. I'm just waiting for someone to go to a wedding where it is the wedding dance. You know sure it's it. going to happen soon. Yeah, if it hasn't happened already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so oh, uh, one of our longtime radio friends, Scott Hansen, sent me a little note yesterday that Scotty Bowers, uh, male madam to the stars, had died at the age of 96 at his home in Laurel Canyon. And I'm like, Scotty Bowers? Who is he? Yeah. His, we know who he is. Yeah, his book, Scotty and the Secret History of Hollywood. It was actually called Full Service, My Adventures in Hollywood and the Secret Sex Lives of the Stars. And then they made a documentary that came out in 2017 called Scotty and the Secret History of Hollywood. The book was... Don't you remember? Unbelievably, oh unbelievably juicy. Yeah. And it came out in 212. And... There was a lot or t- of... 2012, excuse me, had 2012. I'm so discombobulated today. Bruce Wayne is going to fight, fight crime, crime in the new movie. Yeah. Shocking. Shocking, but <laughs> he he got a lot of crap when his book came out. Like Janet Maslin from the New York Times, uh, she said, well, it's supposedly true. You know, there was a lot of people who accused him of making up these stories. Right. And, and he... He he always shrugged off the criticism because he didn't write about it until everyone was dead. Everyone was dead, literally, you know, yes. 50, 60, 70 years. Um, everyone had uh, died and he had kept these secrets for so long. And after World War II, he started working at this gas station, the corner of Hollywood and Van Ness, and he met Walter Pigeon. Mm-hmm. And that's how he kind of became a fixer. He was never paid for that. Mm-hmm. In his book, he writes he was a bartender yeah. at these parties. But in the 40s, 50s, and 60s, stars were under morals contracts with their studios. So it was this whole underground thing. And um, he was kind of like a pimp. He was. A, he called himself a fixer. Oh, he a just, fixer. He helped introduce people to other like-minded people and mm-hmm. the Hollywood Reporter's chief film critic. <laughs> you got so no, mad at me. I know. You look at me. He called himself a fixer. fixer what he did because he didn't take money for the, right, he, right. Okay, he made the introductions. Mm-hmm. Anyone who reads Bauer's book or oh. if you've seen the documentary, he does not in the least bit remotely seem like a bragger no or a gossip or someone all. who no. is desperate for a sliver of late in life fame mm-hmm. at the age mm-hmm. of 88 no yeah. which is how old Liberal he was he was always altered discreet incredibly he was never paid for the sex of the stars he serviced or for hooking them up he made the money his money as a bartender at the private parties where he would arrange liaisons he always called it his introduction service yes. is oh, were his nice, words. Nice. But, um, I mean, some of the secrets, like here, <laughs> he it was unbelievable. He once hooked up closeted actors, Cary Grant and Rock Hudson, at the gas station. For $20? Yep. 
He arranged more than 100 get-togethers for Katherine Hepburn over five decades. Whoa! He personally <laughs> slept with FBI Director J. Edgar Hoover while he was in drag. Oh J. God. Edgar Hoover. Uh-huh. And he organized <laughs> orgies for Cole Parter, Porter, Porter. And he participated in numerous studies with sex researcher Alfred Kinsey, who was keen to learn about Bowers' pansexuality. Right. That he was open to, to men, men and women. women, and orgies mm-hmm. of... Yeah, which uh, wasn't even a term at the time, right. That's it? right. And uh, anyway, uh, here's what Scotty said about people's, you know, why are you doing this now? Why are you telling us these secrets? And he said, well, it's sad because everyone is gone, and I do mean everyone. It brings a tear to my eye, thinking of all the nice people I knew. Yeah. I was just thinking about Vincent Price. Yeah. Remember Vincent Price? <laughs> yeah. He was such a sweetheart. And Randall Scott and Cary Grant, so many nice gentlemen. Niceness, kindness, sweetness is the answer to everything. Thinking of them all, how great and kind they were, regardless of what they did in bed. That's another reason why I wrote this book. Hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. but I couldn't put that book down. I know. I remember you telling us. Oh, coming I would come in every day. Can I would come in. This? Can you believe this? Can you? Oh, my. It was word. when the polo, you know, where the Beverly Hills Hotel was, there was a polo Field, field right behind it where everyone ride their horses and everyone would gather and it, i mean yeah there were know. lots of private parties yes. behind gated uh mansions and yep. d- during the interview at the time with the hollywood reporter when the documentary came out mm-hmm. in 2017 his business was so widespread that he was known in hollywood as the mayor of the sexual underground of the city if you <clears throat> were interested in anything you got to get a hold of scotty and uh anyway in late in july last year he got a citation from the city of west hollywood for his role in local lgbtq history and the mayor a citation uh, no a, a oh. like a like oh, a like a an certificate honor. He an was honor. Honored. it's been said with a wink that scotty bowers helped put the wood in hollywood from the 1940s <laughs> to the 1980s absolutely is that what it said on that thing he put the wood <laughs> in hollywood I love that. His wife died last year. He survived uh, by a sister and memorial services are paying, but he died at home, 96, in Laurel Canyon. And just last week, two weeks ago, he tweeted he'd gone over 1,069 followers on Twitter. Oh, and so he was kind of sad that mm. he said, now I only have this many more to go to get to another 69 number. Uh-huh. He was just kind of funny. Yes, you could tell he did his Twitter on his own. So documentary is available if you uh want to watch it it's available to rent for like two dollars on amazon yeah. and youtube and google yeah yeah all right thanks sonny that but book i just it was a bestseller too I, you were going crazy yeah and that was that was what seven years ago that seems like it was just yesterday I know. he's a good looking guy Oh yeah, yeah real yeah. nice, real yeah. real good looking guy, and just lots of hair till the end. Yeah, yeah. lots of yeah. hair till the end. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking yeah. of uh, hair to the end, last night uh, it was the L women in Hollywood, and there were all kinds of dresses and little black dresses that were being worn. Donnie posted. Yes, I saw Scarlett Johansson. Somebody <gasps> hates her. She well, the person who wins hands down. Zendaya for fashion. Oh my god! The overall look, she looks amazing. Amazing, yes, she were, looks amazing. It was like they all of Hollywood that went there got the little black dress memo for this thing, and Scarlett Johansson's uh, makeup she, artist decided to give her red eyeshadow, like people disastrously did in the eighties. It is, it is beyond 
fugly. Mm. (laughs) It really is, because if you look at it, it looks like in the middle of her eyes, it's like it's like movie makeup. I mean, it's like a joke. (laughs) Her eyes look very stoned and scary. Beautiful. Beautiful. Why is she doing that? Who's who's her makeup artist? Why like her right now? And she's in a shockingly basic dress from Tom Ford. I'd like to add Issa Rae was in. She looked great. She looked she looked beautiful. Charlize Theron was a biker Louis Vuitton. Her bad haircut looks a little bit better here. She's getting raves for transforming into Megyn Kelly and Bombshell. FYI. And we Mark- posted that. We posted that today, the yeah. trailer. I oh, we did? Yeah. I yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. And are I we ready to watch? Are we ready to watch the movie? I am. You are? Okay. The trailer where the three of them are, are in the in elevator. elevator. Yeah. You could detention. Yeah, it was yeah, yeah it was thick. Well, well, the Oscar buzz is hot and heavy. Uh, and then Margot Robbie was there, and I've seen this at a couple other fashion things. What is with the wide cumber bun belt, Lori? Okay, so my friend just got back from Italy. Here's the deal: you are wearing wide palazzo pants. Everyone, we're going to be wearing them next summer. I've already seen them start, but that's the look. Yeah, with the high waisted yeah. thing with the belt and the wide cumber bun. Belt is a thing. I saw, I was with my mom at Target. My brother got her a sweater that she needed to return. And so we're in Target in Federal Way. And there are paper bag waist wide whale corduroy pants for sale. Say that again. Paper bag waist. Uh huh. You know what those Which are? Which means a higher waist where it's kind of gathered. Gathered. Yep. And then there's you a tie. It with the belt and, and then, the tie. But and say, and what were they? Wide whale corduroy. Okay. The material. And I looked at my mom and I go, I go, swish, swish, yeah. swish. Yeah. You better not have <laughs> really? any kind of thickness in your thighs when you wear yeah. this. And this girl goes by and she goes, those pants are just the cutest. I oh. said, well, you've never worn, I mean, exactly. I've never worn the paper bag waist, but wide whale. Oh, I have worn the paper bag Paper bag waist. Yeah. yeah. But the wide whale corduroy, you swish. I don't mm. care. Yeah. It's very, unless you've got a real big thigh gap, Laurie, you will swish. Lori, it still brings back, oh, it's you know, just, high school memories of the Levi's with the snaps on the pockets and front. But at least those weren't wide whale, but it seemed like more... More guys wore the wide whale corduroy. Yeah, yeah, I even had those. Oh, Donnie, of course. I mean, it was a thing. You couldn't go in <laughs> a store without running yeah. into polyester yeah. wide whale. Anyway. What does wide whale mean? Just really wide ribs? Yes. Yeah. It's okay. not the thin. Like, Levi's had a thin, thin one. corduroy. Okay. And so it wasn't so bulky, but a wide whale. I never knew it was called whale. W-A-L-E. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome well, it to sounds fashion. so funny when Lord, welcome, <laughs> welcome to fashion week. Chase, mm-hmm. <laughs> did you know Bruce Wayne fights crime yeah, and is not no a hairstylist? What the hell is wrong with welcome me? Welcome to fashion. Yeah. Okay. Tell me about Tom Cruise and his moves. What okay, is going I, on? I just screamed. I saw a photo. Okay, Lori. So of him with his the son. Big, <gasps> the big Scientology meeting that happens every year where he stands up and he wears oh, all those funny we, yeah. jewels. The one that we saw once and then never again. Yes. They've tried to take it down but it's still out there. It's still out there in the Jerry O'Connor spoof of it. Uh Um, (laughs) Uh-huh. So they're in London, and his kids are there. And so Connor and Tom decided that they should go out and look at helicopters and test helicopters. So they're at a field going helicopter shopping. Connor's been eating um, a lot, and Tom is too. But the only thing, and I'm being so mean right now, and I can't, 
help it with him is he has hips. The outfit he is in, he has moves, but he has hips like a woman. Whoa. Whoa. Well, no, look at it, Lori. Do you see sometimes. it? Do you see? Because remember, Lori and I, from day one with Tom Cruise, we loved him coming, but we hated him going because yes. his butt never looked good in Levi's. No. Ever. Mm-mm. He looked great from the front. And then Jack Reacher, when they do that slow-mo down of him rolling towards the car, you can see his padded remember he butt had somebody, that he's Because wearing. he's got a flat, flat, wide butt. Yeah, he's got the pancake and, With butt. the hips. And so now, did you find the picture? Because if you open him up and scroll, you can see this one of him where it's literally, he's got a pear-shaped body. Makes me happy. Yeah. <laughs> do you see it? Do you see it, Lauren? <laughs> It's I, true. And there are some men that have a pear-shaped Fine. body. You know, why should it just be the domain of Absolutely, women? Absolutely, but it's even more special that Tom Cruise has it. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Yeah. I do like that. I it's, do like that. And Connor, yes, he's... He's um, thick. Uh, yeah. yeah he's, he's, a, he's a bigger person. Yeah, my goodness. Yeah. Well, but Tom literally has a pear-shaped body. Should we post the picture? No. Now is that too mean? you got to find it on the Daily Mail. Yeah. But I just screamed when I saw it, and I'm like, no. I'm just surprised he's taking a break from filming a movie. Well, he's got the Scientology break. It's oh, a okay. natural break. It's planned in his calendar. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All he's right. getting metered. All right, listen. I want to know if you're excited about this uh, spinoff series that's coming to HBO, because I got not one, not two, but three texts from three different people who are, like, giddy over the moon about this. Okay. We'll be right back. Thanks for hanging out with us on this gloomy Tuesday. Hopefully you're not gloomy. I hope and not. And you're having uh, a good drive home or a good day at work. So I get a note from the girl, the bonus girl. Yes. And then I get another note from another niece and then from a cousin. And here's what it is. It is the Griefs, the Grease spinoff series, Rydell High, uh, which is going to be coming to HBO Max. It's going to be set in the world of Rydell High, reimagining everything that we loved about Greece. But it's still the 1950s, and it's it's going still to the peer pressure of high school and all of that. And so here's what the girl said: "Best news I've heard in a while! <laughs> clap, 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 clap! <laughs> Casting will be so crucial. We need a sexy yeah. Danny Zuko. Oh, yes, we do. Well, because they're going to have some of the same characters. Because I read this, Laurie, yeah. and casting is so crucial. Yes, it really. Because Michelle Pfeiffer, you remember, she was in Greece too. Yeah, Ugh. which was the bad one. Uh huh. Yeah, horrible. But I mean, if you have a great cast, it's set in the fifties. It's high school angst. And it would be the horrors of puberty. And it'll be a simpler time. It's going to be still a musical because they're going to have singers. So I think it's kind of fun. Yeah, I I like it. All right. I do too. So I just was kind of like, I always forget how much, like, how attached people are. Casey told me his daughter, my bonus girl, that that once, you know, she was like sixth grade or whatever, fifth Mm -hmm. grade, she wanted to watch it all the time. He said it was like the Disney thing when she was little. Over and over, I started to know all the words. I started to yeah. know the dialogue, the songs, and I saw it a gazillion times when I worked at the movie theater. Yes. We couldn't wait. That movie 
still holds up for some reason it because does. it's high school and everyone can yes, ex- experience it. it and you've always got people from this side of the tracks yeah and that side of the tracks. No. it's like pretty and pink still holds up you know and those yeah. kind of high school angst movies yeah. always hold up but yeah, I perhaps like- my uh, greatest role at community theater playing danny danny zuko oh, that's right that's right uh, are you gonna ago. be in more plays uh it's oh it's time is it's so time consuming julia it yeah. Really, even community theaters, you really have to be dedicated. It's very time consuming. So not at the moment. Yeah. Right. He's saving that for retirement life. Well, why not? Yeah. My friend, my friend, uh, Sherlyn, uh, she's she, in community theater in, Good for in Mill Valley where she lives in California because she's a real, a real estate agent and she's always loved acting. And she said, yeah. And you know, now that I, and, you know, a lady of a certain age, I'm getting all the best character parts. <laughs> oh, I love that. I think that would be a blast. But again, it's nights and weekends. That's the thing. Yeah. yeah. You haven't been asked to do a walk-on for a while. I haven't. I know. Ever since Mary Tyler Moore. When my- and that theater isn't even there I anymore. Know. It's been torn down. Yeah. Well... Never say never. Okay, how about Rob Lowe is the hot firefighter uh, while filming 911 Lone Star, which is a spinoff of 911 Ryan Murphy, which my mom and my sister were just appalled that you and I were not watching 911. I have watched some of it, and that's another... Okay, okay. This okay. is There's too is much this, TV! Is this just Caddy Day for me? Mm-hmm. It's Caddy Tuesday. Yeah, mm-hmm. but this is 911 Lone Star. I know, but Rob, I'm going to talk about the other one. Okay, the regular 911? Yes, Peter Krause. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. what has happened to him? <laughs> you Uh-oh. My word! What are, you, what are you saying? Something happened. He needs to go to Everest <laughs> yeah, Men's yeah. Health. No, oh, dear. His, he, his head is four head? sizes. Yes. Yeah. Mm. And I think he's Weird. still in love with Lorelai. I think they still go out. Oh, the yeah, they met girl. on Parenthood. Yeah, they yeah. met on Parenthood. And he's so lovely, and he's my age. Um, no. But someone added... I saw him, too, People and probably say it. that when they see me. What has happened to her? <laughs> She's got a pear-shaped body. Those boobs sag, and oh, my God, who is she faking? Is it the short hair that no, makes his head he, look bigger? No, something has happened yeah, to him. Okay. Like, he and Rob Lowe are the same age. Now, I know this is unfair. This, this is, is like comparing so any mean. other 42-year-old to, like, Angelina Jolie. Right. But, yeah, you're yeah. exactly right. But, I mean, because he was always just like a, like a, just an average handsome guy. But no, there's been some something some growth, some bigness some, has happened. He swallowed a basketball. Something. And it's stuck oh in his throat. Did we post this photo <laughs> of Rob Lowe? Uh, I, I, oh, shoot. No. And I, I think it's probably because he probably has some horrible thing going on and we're making fun of it. I don't know. No, because I saw him on... Um, Lori, I saw him on something. Something and, else. He was on maybe a talk show yes. or something. And I was just, just like, whoa. He has, he has just... What happens to a lot of people, including Sometimes me. people get happy in a relationship. And Everyone just, gains weight in different places. Mine's in my stomach, my hips, and my ass. Yeah. His <laughs> is in his chin. Yeah. There. We've <laughs> defined it. Lori, you agree to all that crap. I hate you. Well, I'm not agreeing. <laughs> You're agreeing. Well, Julie, you've already admitted you were a pear when you were... Now you're not supposed to agree that I'm a pear. Don't bring it up. Yeah, don't bring it up. Jeez, what do you want me to be, a sensitive, practical cave woman? Or a liar. That's not going to happen. No. All right. Yeah, his chin just got big. But he's good enough to update his pictures to show us. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. But none of us watched 911 on a regular I, I, don't I watch wanted it at all. to watch no, it because I started watching it and I liked it. I will watch 911 Lone Star. I will give it a try. 
It's set in Texas. We yeah. love Texas. Thus the name Lone Star. Lone Star. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right. Peter Krause. He was in, from Rosedale. He's even younger than me. Yeah. Remember when Dirty Sexy Money was on? Damn. I liked that show. We liked it so much. We were left hanging. Hanging. Of course, who knows? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take screenwriting and write the end of that. Are you going to write that? All right, do it. Uh, Lone Star debuts January 19th. Oh, we have uh, plenty next, of time. Next year, January 19th, twenty. We have time to p- prepare for that one. What then. is going on with Jeremy Renner? He is just... A, Jeremy Renner and Cuba Gooding Jr. are both in big trouble. Yeah. he Cuba Gooding Jr. now faces 14 accusers. He's uh, been Mr. McGrabby Hands, and apparently women are feeling empowered to come forward and tell their stories. So he's in big trouble. And then Jeremy Renner says that his ex-wife sent nude photos of him. She's obsessed with sex and sent naked photos of his genitalia to the um, to the person who's going to be um, deciding where the child goes. Yeah, I don't. I believe he has to see his kid with a therapist already. Uh, yeah, he. Are you sure his, about that, Lori? I think so. No, she sent the pictures to the therapist who's going to make the judgment. No, 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 no. There's a custody evaluator. Right. Okay. And anyway, but he's saying this after she said that he has a massive drug, alcohol, and threatening her with guns. I feel for Sunny. They've had a messy relationship, but we've heard a lot of bad stories about Jeremy Renner is like. Um, uh, you know, he's problematic. He's got page, problems. Page ch- six just posted yeah. like an hour ago. Jeremy Renner relaxes in jacuzzi amid custody battle with ex-wife. Yeah. And he sent the photo to us. Working hard. <sighs> oh, Jeremy. I, d- I mean, honestly, when you shoot off a gun in your own home, it's, it's scary. I was in a house when a gun went off once and I thought, what am I doing? Did with that this? happen with him? Yes, he shot off the gun in his oh, house. Okay, that's that's it. That's just terrible. That's just that's just not right. All right, listen, we're gonna come back to happier stuff.